Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another broadcast on the soul of America Radio. Tonight, you're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin. Tonight's broadcast is brought to you by Blog Talk Radio, hosted and produced by the soul of America Radio. Comments made on tonight's broadcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Blog Talk Radio, the soul of America Radio, or its host. Hope and Healing takes you from a place of pain, abuse, violence, rejection, and abandonment to a place of hope, healing, and power. All aboard with your author, activist, advocate, and friend, man of purpose himself, and your host for the evening, Mr. J. R. Diglett. Welcome and welcome tonight to Hope and Healing and Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, that is 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the West, and wherever you may be around the globe, you have tuned in to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, a show that is designed to empower, to encourage, and to be able to bring us to a place of wholeness. This is a platform of education, empowerment, advocacy, engagement, and most of all, it is a platform that we may come on that journey to hold us. This show is designed to address issues such as domestic violence, sexual violence, uh, abuse of any sort, spiritual abuse, abandonment, rejection, divorce, or grief. This is what this show is designed to do. It's been designed with you in mind. But I ask tonight that wherever you may be, uh, wherever you may be calling from, please contact a friend or neighbor. Let them know that Hope and Healing is on the airway, and we're so very glad that you've joined us. For those of you that may be joining us by way of the Internet, you've joined us through www.soulofamericaradio.com. That's www.soulofamericaradio.com. And immediately go over to the Hope and Healing section there, hit Live Show, and you're listening to me live. For those of you that chose to call in and listen by way of telephone, that call in number is area code 323-784-9638. Let me say it again, area code 323-784-9638. Now, if you desire to have a question and or comment, please just hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we will get you on the air tonight. But I thank you for joining us here on Hope and Healing, our journey to wholeness on this Monday night. That's right, September the 
15th it is, and I'm so glad that you've joined us tonight. Now, we've had an extremely busy week over the last week or so, and when I say we, meaning the fact not only us here at uh, Destiny by Choice and the Hope and Healing Program, but we've had a busy week for us nationally as the subject of domestic violence have reached a boiling point, and uh, a lot of it was uh, directed toward individuals, and I like to try to make sense of it. I like to try to make sense of it in this sense here, that it's not so sensationalized, and that we do listen to the voices of those that are impacted and those that have experienced it and those that have survived it and even those that may still be in the midst of it. So tonight's show is not about polarizing statements. It's not about sensationalism. It is not about demonizing or villainizing. It is not about ostracizing or scrutiny. It is about really that journey to wholeness. We have to have a serious talk around the subject of the violence. Now, for those of you that may be listening by way of uh, the Internet and by way of even the phone, I want to also make you aware of a few of our pages that we have out there. On Facebook, you can find a page that, that we have dedicated to the plight of domestic violence. That page is called Domestic Violence, It Is Your Business. That is where you can find that page. It is where we oftentimes post information. We post uh, contact. We post so much there that it's designed with you in mind. It is designed to be that network, to be that vehicle to uh, not only convey information, but have individuals be able to share not only their stories, but share different uh, resources. We often put the hotline numbers there because we want everyone to know that there is help out there and that you don't have to remain in this situation. And also, for those of you that may be following us on Facebook as well, we have another page called Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. It is the page that is also designed with you in mind. It is meant to be just that, a lifeline. It is the page that is filled with encouragement. It's a place of divine uh, fellowship, I call it, because of just the very spirit of that page. And so I invite you to be a part of that page as well. And um, we often uh, invite you to be a part of it because of it has been known to make a difference. We pay very close attention to those that do join us and those that are always looking uh, to have that vehicle, that vehicle of, uh, of healing, that vehicle, that vehicle that brings them out of the place of where they've been and to that place of healing, that place of newness, that place of renewal. And that's what we're all about tonight. I want to get into this discussion here in just a few minutes as it relates to the issue of domestic violence. I don't necessarily want to uh, go back and revisit the Ray Rice video, but we're, well, I'm welcome to do so if that is what you want to do tonight. But it is very important to me, it is very important to me that each and every one of us recognize not only the severity of this and understand that this is not something that's just a passing story, that people's lives are impacted by this each and every day, and that though the um, though the uh, media may have gone on, though the media may have gone on beyond this for a little season, it is something that we do, and we've been doing over 21, nearly 22 years. And so we have vested interest into this work. We have vested interest in not only just reporting it, but vested interest inside of finding solutions, because I believe there is a solution. I believe just like there's a way in, there's a way out. And uh, it may not always be a very quick solution, but nevertheless, it is one. And when we are committed to finding that solution, when we are committed to doing the things that are necessary, 
I believe that we can come out on the better end of it. I believe that there are people that will be stronger as a result of us willing to come out on a better end of this situation here. So call a friend, call a neighbor, let them know that we're on the airway with Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness, and we're always so excited to have you with us on today. There's been so much written, there's been so much said, there's so much that is constantly conveyed about the subject matter, and I think it's important that you and I have a real conversation around it. So if you'd like to call in tonight, we're going to have more of an open line. We will have a few guests. Uh, later, but if you like to call in tonight, you can call in at area code three two three seven eight four nine six three eight, and all you have to do is hit the number one on your keypad. And once you do that, that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we'll get you on the airway tonight because we welcome your opinion. We welcome your experience, and that is what we're going to do here in just a second as we get ready to go into this. I want to just set the framework for this because of the fact when it's all said and done, we have to have solutions. We know that the issue of domestic violence did just not grow out of a tree somewhere, but it's something that has existed for years and for since the beginning of time. But we have to find ways, how do we deal with this collectively and yet individually? How do we begin to take this to a new level? How is it that we have a help conversation around this subject matter that is going to cause individuals to take notice. I believe that you can't always throw the baby out with the bathwater, but I also equally I believe that we have to respect the fact that the victim is the expert on themselves. No one knows the situation better than they do. So we have to have a degree of respect for who they are and for their experiences and for what they know. I believe that inside of this that we must also not minimize we must not minimize the victim inside of any situation because, believe me, they know whether or not they need to leave or stay, and they know better than most people give them credit for. So tonight it's about that hope and healing journey. Tonight it is about having that healthy conversation. Tonight is about going to that next level inside of this. People, we're not going to solve this problem in our country, not through a sports organization, of it because we hold one another accountable and that we're willing to do the things it is to have some laws change that will better benefit those that are impacted by domestic violence. And I've got news for you. Each and every one of us are. We are all impacted by this epidemic. We're all in, uh, impacted by this pandemic that we call domestic violence. And so when we uh, will uh, admit to it, when we will stand up and address it, then we'll begin to see the and the changes that need to happen in our society. So having said that, I'm going to go right to this commercial break. And right after this break, we're going to come back and we're going to take your calls. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland. Can hardly wait to take your calls right on the other side of this break. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We'll be right back right after this. This is the Soul of America Radio.
Thank you for listening to J.R.L. Thicklin, Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. We feature every Monday night a show solely devoted to people that are going through abuse, some type of problem in your lives that you can't work out. We mainly focus on domestic violence, the cancer in our lives. Join J.R.R. Thicklin, your host, here every Monday night at 9 o'clock p.m. Eastern, 8 o'clock p.m. Central, right here on the Soul of America Radio. You can contact Jay every Monday night at 323-784-9638. Or you can listen to him online. Just follow at soulofamericaradio.com and listen for look for live streams. And that way you can speak or listen, whichever your choice may be. Thank you for joining us tonight. You're listening to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thicklin, on the Soul of America Radio. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. Here's your host, J.R. Thicklin. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here today, right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. Just before we went to the break, we talked about the fact this will be open air tonight and open line. So, therefore, those of you that are listening tonight uh, by way of even telephone, you can call in and chime in by calling area code 323-784-9638. And if you have a question or comment, just simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air and we'll take your question and or your comment, whatever you might want to share. Listen, every day in this country we're facing an epidemic, really at a pandemic level. When we accept the normalization of behaviors that is detrimental, that is uh, detrimental to the well-being of another, and in more so specific cases, in the case of where we're seeing domestic violence impact the lives of women and children and even some men each and every day. The reality is, is that the problem is that too often we become comfortable with these conditions. We become comfortable with the way this thing has played out. So because we become comfortable, there's not a great outroar and outcry like we saw last week. It goes to a question that whether or not our lives are more valuable when we hold certain positions, certain titles, or we belong to certain fraternities or sororities or certain organizations. What must be the overwhelming message in America today is the fact that we must value each other. We, may, we must value life. We must value the individual. And I believe that what we're dealing with in America is a systemic problem that has gone on, like I said, from the beginning of time. But unfortunately, there was always ways around it. It was ways around being held accountable. There was ways around being brought to justice. There's been ways around it. And even though it's been over 20 years since the uh, Violence Against Women Act uh, became, 
we continue to see room for improvement when it comes to this issue of domestic violence. Whether you're in urban America, whether you're in the ruralist part of our country, whether you're in the most busiest city, the reality is that the issue of domestic violence goes on each and every day. That we understand that one in four women in their lifetime will be abused by a partner, by someone that they love, by someone that they was once involved with, by someone that they call their dear, their boo, my significant other. And yet it's still, we continue to treat this as if it is not a serious matter. See, you've got to understand something. One of the things that last week in the Ray Rice video was this for us to get this type of outcry. Every day across our country and in the courts, I've assisted inside of this situation where I've seen victims, mainly women, that are trying to get a restraining order. And watch this. Many restraining orders have been rejected or denied because the women did not describe more vividly the threat or what they had endured from their partner. In other words, folks, those women were not always aided by a video. They were not aided by a recording apparatus. So it was uh, relying upon them to be able to communicate their story and to recant what had happened to them, understanding inside of recanting it, oftentimes living with a bad memory of what had occurred. But somehow or another, we have minimized this thing to saying that if we don't see it, it didn't happen. We've minimized this thing to saying that if we don't have this vivid proof, then there's nothing that can be done. Well, I want to ask you a question today. What is the value of human life? What is the value of the quality of life? No one should have to live in fear and terror. No one should have to live up under those type of circumstances. No one should have to live being threatened by someone who is sworn to love them and to be there for them. Domestic violence is what I like to call the ultimate and intimate betrayal. Because when you're in love with someone or you have come together with someone and you have given your all, you have let down your guard and your defenses, and you've said, listen, I, I am consciously in a relationship with you. I trust you that you would care for me and that you would, that you would love me. You would reciprocate the love that I give to you. And when that is violated by not only verbal abuse, not only being put down, not only isolation, not only threats, but when that is, when that is totally betrayed by the act of physical abuse, then we have a problem. It is intimate betrayal. There's been all kind of uh, opinions that have been weighed in on both sides of the situation as it relates to the Ray Rice video and Janae Rice. And I have to continue to go back to say Janae Rice because I don't want the victim to be lost in the midst of this whole conversation. I'm going to tell you something, and perhaps many won't say this, and I have to say this. There is no way to get around having divided opinions when it comes to this subject of domestic violence, period. You're going to have those that are going to justify what happened. At least they're going to try to justify it. It will never be justified in my eyes. And you're going to find those that are going to blame the victim for what took place and what happened to the victim. There's one standard rule I do believe in, and I believe this. I believe that the perpetrator solely is responsible for the abuse. I don't believe that uh, the perpetrator can say, look what you made me do, because what I do believe is this, that we have a choice. 
do we get angry? Yes. Anger is an emotion, but violence is a choice. We choose to be violent. It is a behavior that we act out, and we act out it based upon a choice. And we have to check up from the neck up actuality. We have to deal with our perception and our belief system. What is it in our belief system that says that we have a right to not only degrade women, to put them down, to hurt them, uh, uh, to abuse them? What is it that, 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 that is in our belief system that caused us to believe that somehow or another this type of behavior is acceptable? What is it? that has propelled us in this 21st century even to believe that somehow or another that there's a justification for this and somehow or another that women ought to remain silent and they should not report it, they should keep it in the home. And I know I hear a lot of that. I hear a lot of people saying that if she had kept her mouth closed, then her husband wouldn't have lost his job. He wouldn't have been banned. It's so easier to say that, isn't it? No one wants to say if he had kept his hands to himself, if he had not have hit her, if he had not have struck her, if he had not knocked her unconscious, he wouldn't have lost his job. See, it is so easy to blame the victim. It is so easy to say if they had not have done this, this wouldn't have happened. But I'm here to say to you today that it happens not because the perpetrator, uh, not because the victim made it happen, but I promise you, a lot of this is rooted and grounded in the belief system of what's happening. You listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Ficklin, and you've joined me right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. And we have a call on the line, and I do believe this is coming right here from good old South Florida. Caller, you're on the air. How are you doing, Good sir? evening. Yes, how are you I, this evening? How are you doing today, Jay? I am doing good. Welcome. Always good to have you. Oh no doubt, no doubt. I was just looking, listening to what you were saying, and um, and um, and nobody has a right to put their hands on anybody. I mean, you know what I mean. You 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 talking about basically? You mentioned that Ray Rice. Did you talking about the Ray Rice situation? And you mentioned that um, the female, the 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 wife of Ray. The wife, I'm sorry, I'm all over the place right, right. now because I'm reading, I'm reading uh, my emails as as they come in. But anyway, you saying that um, the wife of Ray Ray Rice, um, pretty much. In other words, when you when you're a victim, let me start from now. When you're a victim, or or when 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 things happen, and whether they arguing. Uh, 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 fussing or whatever that whatever they that is that they go, that is going on at that particular time, no one just because you're in an argument, you're disagreeing, or, or, or something is not going as if it's planned or whatever, you still don't have a right to put your hands on someone. What happened? Whatever happened? What happened to talking it out? Whatever happened to just sitting down and just getting to the root of the problem? Just because you arguing, fussing, and fighting, or someone provoked you, or you made me do this, nobody cannot make you do anything. Absolutely. No one can make you do anything. It's your responsibility as a person to to be able to say, okay, I'm angry. You made me mad, just like you said. Anger is a natural emotion. People get angry, but 
It's your responsibility to walk away. It's your responsibility to deal with your anger appropriately, not by putting your hands on someone. We cannot make excuses for Ray Rice. We can't make excuses for any abuser or perpetrator. We cannot make those kind of excuses for them. Now, let's be clear. These people got issues, and they have used these poor coping skills to deal with their anger for so long that now what we have to do, we have to, what well, I'm not we, but they have to get some help to reconstruct that those cognitive distortions that they have. That's what they need. But nobody can make you do anything. But if you so, if you so used to dealing with certain situations with violence, then this is what we have. They rest got some issues. Now, should he should be banned for life? No, but I would say this. For this football season, he needs these consequences. He needs to understand that he made a mistake. And now, what's the road to recovery is going to be like for Ray. For Ray. And this, what, this is going to be the telltale sign. Will he continue? Some people, man, who've got issues may continue to behave in that way, may not never learn from this. But let's hope, I'm praying, I'm hoping and praying that he can get what he deserves, some counseling, some interventions, some treatment, whatever you want to call it, and he can grow from this situation. And also his wife. His wife needs to grow from this situation. That's Absolutely. She, she, needs, she, she needs healing. She needs, a, she needs healing. She, she needs the proper support. And she needs the proper perspective. And unfortunately, every victim and every uh, perpetrator situation is not necessarily played out over the nation like this. So in my opinion, it makes it even more difficult for them to even get their act together individually or collectively. I can only imagine, and I really pray, that uh, she's not hearing, see what you cause to happen. Because that's kind of like what we heard from Ray initially was the fact of that kind of situation, almost inclusive of her being a part of this. And then you heard Janae actually say something to the uh, uh, effect of, we just messed up. We, what do you mean we messed up? I mean, what part of, what what part, I'm trying to figure out what Janae's part was inside of this. Hold up. I, I think I heard somebody. Only thing that Janae messed up in is nothing. The only thing that she could have ever harmed was the floor, the elevator floor, because she definitely did not deserve what happened to her, and she definitely was not a part of that. And I think part of our problem is that we have to be held accountable as people that offend people and people that commit these type acts, and we must take ownership. And that's what my concern is. My concern is that, and I think this is where the public outcry come from, though we have domestic violence happening every day, we understand that there are certain male, privilege, uh, male privileges that are in our society that have historically existed. The problem is when we start getting to organize and organizations and things of that nature where it is definitely a very obvious male privilege and a male dominance inside of that, it just caused this situation to be even more uh, more, if you would, more damaging because of the fact right. of what do we see? Too often the privilege. We see it happen. Our young boys, when they grow up, they learn to play sports. Sports 
I mean, it's a great way to, uh, if you would, to, uh, to 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 deal with aggression, so to speak. But it's a great way far as uh, talent and skill. We all love being entertained by sport. But too often yes, in the midst of this, what happens is that we're dealing with individuals that have these goals of the dollar bill. We love sports so much that we generally, we, I mean, we equate sports and athletes almost like heroes. They're like heroes. Oh, yeah. And so oftentimes their treatment is above. It's not the normal treatment that people get. And so yes, though they are skillful, though they can, they can play, they're athletic, that has yes, given them a free pass in so many areas of life. We see it happen all the time. We see athletes that are passed through the system. Why? Because their skill and their ability, and folks are doing their homework, they get all the way through college and, 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 and get out of college, graduate, and can't even read a paragraph, but yet no they've been given the special privileges there. And so it is with the way that they even treat women. We've heard it, you know, no regard for them. You are privileged to have me. So it's kind of like yes. I'm above you. And so no one has ever had that conversation. They've never been held accountable for their thinking their ideology as it relates to not only relationship, women, but also as it relates to many things. That has to be taught. Jay, can I ask you yeah. one question? Yeah. Can, can I make this one statement? Now, you, yeah. you know, when we talk about the celebs and, and, and people like Ray Rice, I understand that. But you know what is more, even more frightening to me is the people who I'm not celebs. The people who are sitting in home right now watching TV, the people who don't have the limelight, the people that live in... Okay, I think we may have lost them. We did. Okay, uh, Michael, call back. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thickland, and we're glad that you join us here right here on the Soul of America Radio Network. If you're listening by way of the Internet, we thank you for listening there at www.soulofamericaradio.com. If you are uh, calling in and you're listening by way of phone, and if you desire to have a question or comment, call Erico 323-784-9638, and we'll get you right on the air. Hit the number one, and that lets our producer know that you want to come on the air, and we'll get you right on the airway tonight. I'm quite sure Mike will be calling back. He is, uh, uh, he is definitely a regular caller and always adds so much substance to our discussion. If you're out there today, 378-4-9638. I want to hear your take on this whole issue of domestic violence and what are the things that we can do and that we must do in order to eradicate this. Is there enough emphasis being given to so many other things that are important? We have another caller we want to take right now, a number ending in 2000. Welcome to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. You're on the air. Hello. How you doing? Hi. How my are you? Is, I'm doing great. I'm doing good. My name is Selena Walton, and I live here in D.C. And um, I used to I used to go through domestic violence. And okay. I, I have been out since 06. And wow. now, yes, and, now, and I've been in it for 10 years, and it was horrible and stuff. But now I'm healed from within and everything, and I thank God every day for bringing me out of that and stuff. Selena, and, let, me, um, mm-hmm. it, let me ask you a question, Selena. I really appreciate yeah. your calling there from our nation's yeah. capital. What mm-hmm. do you say to those people who just kind of seem to make it sound like it's so easy when they say, well, why don't you just leave? Why don't you just leave? I mean, if she's tired of it, why don't she leave? What would you say yeah. to those people that have that type of attitude about it? 
Well, it's 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 not that easy. It's, it's it's like only people that is going through it can explain it. And I tell people that I have, you know, why didn't I leave? Is because I thought things would get better. And you know, I wanted my marriage to work. I always, you know, was raised up on that divorce is not, you know, not good and everything. It's against God's will and stuff. And it's just, it's just so, it's so confusing. It's so, so confusing about, you know, about the reason why that you won't just up and leave. You got to get really fed up and you really got to push yourself to go. And, and let me ask you this question, Selena, because you, you hit mm-hmm. it right on the head. It's not as easy as said and done. And you have right. a few variables there. Part of your variables was the fact that you had hope. I mean, mm-hmm. people yeah. have hope. People get involved mm-hmm. in relationships. They believe that it's going to work out because oftentimes right. it doesn't start off abusive. It doesn't necessarily start off this way. So there's this desire if it can get back the way it was. If it get back to the loving stage, and so mm-hmm. we put in our human efforts because we want it to work, and we believe that it will work. And oftentimes, before you know, we often say, we often say mm-hmm. that the darkest hour is just before the break of day. So we hear people yes. say things generally get worse before it gets better. All of mm-hmm. those recordings are in our mind, so right. we keep waiting and hoping that it will get better, and we keep hoping that it will get better, and then we do get to the point where we recognize it's not getting better. But exactly. let, me, let, let me hit another point that people mm-hmm. need to understand, that just leaving is not always the option, because right. we know that uh, that more victims are killed leaving and after they've left mm-hmm. that abusive relationship than those that remain in. And those statistics are even higher as it relates to African-American women. So inside Absolutely. of that, it's not a matter of just leaving. I'm quite sure, and perhaps you'd like to share, you know, was there a time that you had to kind of uh, decide, uh, make a plan on how you were going to leave and when you were going to leave? Was any of those things part of your thought process before you finally left? Um, it okay, let me tell you. It it came down to that it's just something had something something just had a hold of my mind and I plotted to kill him. I did. I plotted to kill him. And okay. I said that's the only way I'm gonna get out. But at the same time when I went to carry it out, I went to buy the ingredients and stuff and something just came over me and was like, He's not worth it. So this particular night when he left out, I packed my stuff and I left. And I never looked back. I never turned back. I went to someone's house that he didn't know where they lived at or anything. I went to a whole other county wow. and stuff, and that was it. And I just, and I know it was that my guard was telling me, no, don't do it. He's not worth it. Let me deal with him. Wow. Wow. And I just left. So let me ask you this, uh, Selena, and mm-hmm. I really appreciate you sharing. Those of you that may be just tuning in, you're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and we're so glad we have open mic tonight, and we have a caller that's called in from the nation's capital, and actually mm-hmm. she's a survivor of domestic violence. I've been out of it now for eight years, and uh, mm-hmm. she's kind of given us a, uh, if you would, almost a glimpse 
a snapshot of what her thought process was in the midst of this. And I want to go back to this, Selena, because you had mm-hmm. a few variables working against you, yeah. and those same variables was on the other side of it because you thought about one of the other reasons that you stayed because you didn't believe in divorce because your faith. Your faith taught you that, listen, that God hates divorce and you didn't want to have divorce. So you had the spiritual thing that was going on there. And so that mm-hmm. also contributed to you saying, well, you know, I need to stay in here because God hates divorce and, and I know he's going to work it out. But then mm-hmm. on the other side, once you did leave, when you was plotting to leave, you, you, you said that, look, you had plotted to kill him. I mean, you're going to take mm-hmm. him out. Because yes. at many times we know that victims feel, you know, it's either him or it's myself. You know, mm-hmm. one of us are not getting out of this alive. And yes. so, but even in the midst of that, when you had an opportunity to mm-hmm. possibly carry out that plan, it mm-hmm. was something inside of you that said, it isn't worth it. Yes. Talk about yes. that moment there, because that had to be a real defining moment for you, because you're getting out, you realize what you've gone through, and you had the opportunity to, if you would, retaliate, and you chose yes, not yes. to. Right. And, I, and you know, I, I praise a lot. I praise the God a lot. And during this time when I did carry it out, I, I prayed about it. But at the same time, the devil was trying to take over my mind to do it. And wow. I got to the store. I got everything. I got back home and everything. And, you know, I just prayed, and I just say, you know, God, please show me, like, please show me that is this the right thing to do. Something is telling me to do it. I have to do this. I have to do this. The only way I'm going to get out, as long as he's still living, you know, I don't, I won't have no freedom. So, wow. So this particular time, I just, it's just something just came across me, and I just left. I got my number changed, everything, and I never looked back since then, never looked back since then. Wow. Wow. I, I really appreciate you sharing your story today. And for those of you that are listening mm-hmm. tonight, to listen to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness, and uh, we're so glad that you've joined us on the Soul of America Radio Network. Selena, I have to salute yes. you for not only being a brave woman, a courageous woman, but a woman that is alive. And, you know, it, you, this is eight years behind you now. What, yes. is, what is it that you could tell someone that might be listening to us today or somebody who, who might be playing us back later on on a podcast? What is it that you could say to them today after you have now gotten out of the abusive relationship and you've rebuilt your life what is the one message that you would uh, that, that you would give someone today about coming out of an abusive relationship it's, it's not going to get any better you need to set yourself a plan to what you're going to do because it's not going to get any better as long as that abuser is not you know admitting to him that he has a problem that he needs to seek help and really look he really got to dig deep into the root of the problem why are you doing this to women? Why are you doing this? You got to, wow. you know, he has to go get his own. He got to go get help. And, you know, a majority of the abusers out here would not admit that they have a problem. Absolutely. They feel that they don't have a problem at all, but it's not going to get any better as long as they in denial about their problem. Absolutely. So you know, they're playing together and get out. I- I really appreciate that. Please stay with us tonight. You listen to Hope and Healing and Journey to Hold Us. Thank you so much, for Selena, for your advice. Uh, stay yes. with us tonight because we want you to be on with us for the rest of the show and everything, yes. and, we'll, and we'll come right back. You listen to Hope and Healing and Journey to Hold Us. This is your host, J.R. Thickman. And I'm going to go to one other caller before uh, we go to this next break. And let me get the call on the airway. You're on the air, Hope and Healing and Journey to Hold Us. Hello. Hello. How are you? 
I'm great, Gloria. I'm so glad that you're on tonight. What's on your mind? Yes. Yes. Well, I'm just listening to, you know, everyone that's calling in, and um, I'm just really excited, and I'm I'm truly blessed. Um, I am a survivor as well, and I just want to thank God for every day that he's given back to me. Um and I will actually have an opportunity to share my story um, in in the month of October. But I, I what I've been noticing within the past couple of days, I don't know if people pay attention to this television, but I've noticed this movie that come out, Good Deeds, you know, um, mm-hmm. is um, heavily domestic, you know, domestic violence oriented. I don't know if people pick up on that, but it is. And then um, there's another one following up behind that one that will be coming out in our, uh, sometime in October, um, Lost Girl or something like that. I'm not really sure okay. of the title. But um, it's, um, it's amazing how much we, we are seeing this. And, and also with the, you know, with the, right, um, the football player and with Rice and all of this going on in the media, um, my my thing and it's kind of deep within me. It's like, okay, well, what are we gonna do? What are what are some real major solutions to the to this issue? Because even though the woman may want to protect the or whatever, um, but you know, there's a lot of hurting people. She's hurt and he's hurt. They're both broken. So, you know. Um, it's like where 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 are they going to continue to go from this from this you know situation? So um, you know that's that's really like that had been on my mind kind of today. Just just looking at television programs, even a different world. They had a segment of domestic violence in one of their episodes, and it's just it's just interesting how you know time has evolved and. You know, but it's time to like really pay attention. It's not time to like continue to stay sleep on these issues. You know. Well, you're exactly right, and it's out of that. And I think what we have to understand is that we we have to take a look around us, and life imitate art, and art imitate life. And there are a lot of things that we have to do in order to make the world a better place, if you would. And and, and mm-hmm. that means that's a responsibility that everyone has to take inside of this. And I want to talk a little bit on the other side of the break about the fact of the solutions. What what do we think is the solutions inside of this? And I, I know that I have one of my colleagues that is on the air, and I, uh, until they indicate that they want to come on the air by hitting number one on their keypad, mm-hmm. I know they're on the line. Um, I'm going to invite everybody into a conversation here in just a little bit about some of the solutions that we must put forth in addressing domestic violence. We'll be right back after the break. You're listening to Hope and Healing, A Journey to Wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin. I'm so glad that you joined us. We'll be right back.
you're listening via internet, you're probably seeing a series of advertisements. Please click on those advertisements as they help us to continue to bring you the best in soulful talk radio. by choice to fellowship on Facebook is a spiritual, drama-free, judgment-free fellowship forum for like minds to share in encouragement through testimonies, scriptures, music, prayer, worship, and fellowship. It is our desire to be an oasis of hope in the midst of the deserts and wilderness of life's most challenging experiences. We welcome you for prayer requests as well as your testimonies as we collectively operate as thermostats changing life's experience through God's leading in His Word. Join us as we empower lives and shape destinies. That's Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship on Facebook through a search you can find us. If you're listening via internet and you want to speak to the host, please dial 323-784-9638 and press 1 to be connected to the host. This is the Soul of America Radio. I am Indy Harlem too, and I am fighting the power on the Soul of America Radio. Worldwide Coast to Coast Talk Radio. This is the Soul of America Radio. You're listening to Soar. And now back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness with your host, J.R. Thickland. And welcome back. Welcome back to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. This is your host, J.R. Thicklin, and I'm so very glad that you've joined us here tonight on Hope and Healing on the Soul of America Radio Network. From coast to coast, you can find us here every Monday night, 9 o'clock Eastern Time, 8 o'clock Central, 7 o'clock in the Mountain Time Zone, 6 o'clock in the Pacific, and wherever you may be. Now, I want to just remind you, those of you that are listening, perhaps even the very first time, you can always go back and listen to any of these shows that we've done, they're always on podcast by going to www.soulofamericaradio.com. But also, those of you that have an iPhone, a smartphone, Android, or whatever, you can go to your Play Store and download our app. It is Soul of America Radio app. Go ahead and download it, and you can download it to your phone. And guess what? You can listen back to every show that's been on this network, whether it's my show, the Tony Stalin show, whether it's the Faith show, whatever the show is, you can go back and listen to it. And perhaps you want to share one of these shows with a friend, someone that didn't get a chance to. Perhaps something has been said that encourages them. This is your opportunity to be able to share this with them as well. So you can do that today, and I invite you to do that and be a part of that. You're listening uh, to us tonight as we are have an open mic about the issue of domestic violence. So how can we actually not only resolve this, but what are some of the solutions and what really should be our stance right about now? So if you'd like to get in on that conversation, just dial area code 323-784-9638 and simply hit number one on your keypad that lets our producer, 
know that you want to come on the airway, and we'll get you on the airway with your words, your question, your testimony, your story, and we'll be so very glad to have you here on this uh, radio network. So I want to ask a question, and uh, definitely I want you to chime in at any given time because I think it's incredibly important because um, the issue of domestic violence is very victim-centered, and, and, and it should be. I mean, it should be in terms of that. But my question to you today is, do you think there is really a real feasible solution in eradicating domestic violence if we fail to deal with the perpetrator at some point in time, as far as not only uh, they're not only just a punitive uh, type of uh, justice, but also rehabilitative justice as well as restorative justice? And I'm, I'm very interested to know whether or not you think that that is absolutely a requirement that we must begin to also deal with the perpetrator inside of their issues. One of the things that uh, very much concerns me is because we know from research that many of our perpetrators have grown up in homes where there's been domestic violence that has been acted out in front of them that has, has occurred inside of their lives. In many ways, they are living what they're learning. They learn what they're living. They've internalized these type of behaviors. Many of them have gone through life, uh, their childhood and developmental years, without ever getting any type of counseling uh, uh, to deal with the trauma that they themselves uh, have experienced or was exposed to. And so now these individuals grow up healthy, safe, and strong, and yet still there's still that under that still that underlining issue inside of them is that their inability to deal with conflict their inability to deal with their aggression, their inability to, uh, to know how to reason and to be rational about situations and be able to talk it out. So all of those things are real issues in terms of that. And so when they grow up that way and then they get into a relationship, if you couple that with already the, their previous issues, and then in this case here where you're dealing with the fact that certain privileges that are there systemically, how do we really – how do we really expect them to really respond to the situation? I mean, they have to be retaught. Do we have to begin to do the things that are necessary to teach about just healthy relationships, to teach about conflict resolution, to, to even teach about you know what it looks like to deal with your you know to deal with your aggression, to deal with. Uh, Situation. You know, I know that we often say anger doesn't necessarily have anything to do with it, but I will say that there are individuals that have anger management issues as well. And, but that's part of the problem. That is not the problem. So my question to you today is the fact, how many of you feel that we must begin to do things more comprehensively with the batter as well, uh, that we may begin to really see the eradication of domestic violence? I'm anxious to hear your answer and your reply. Erico 323 Seven eight four nine six three eight. For those you're out there, hit the number one on your keypad, and we'll get you on. In the meanwhile, uh, I think Mike has joined us again. I'm not sure if he's ready to come back on the air. If you are, Mike, just simply hit the number one on your keypad, and I think I may have lost you again as I was making that announcement that Mike was back on the air, and I think I lost him again. But if you're there today and you want to get back on, I definitely want to get you back on tonight. Uh, I want to go back to uh, two of our callers that called in earlier, and I'm going to get Selena back on the air, and I'm going to get Gloria back on the air because I want to get their opinion. And those of you that are listening today, uh, both Selena and Gloria, you may have heard the question that I posed, and the question is the fact, do you think that we're going to really make much leeway in far as uh, not only eradicating domestic violence, but really uh, 
educating about this if we do not include the batter inside of having um, uh, education and being able to really focus on their behaviors. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. Mm-hmm. You guys can jump in on that one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I think that, you know, it's, it's, it's very important, you know, to, to um, acknowledge what they've done. You know, because you know nothing, nothing broken will ever be healed. If you know, if it's it's like that definition of insanity. You know, you do the same thing over and over again to get the same results. You know, expecting the same results. So you you have to like get to the root of the problem and say, okay, because nobody in their right mind, if you really think about it, you know, well, I just want to beat my wife today, or I'm going to beat up my husband today, or I'm going to abuse my kids today. Something. You know, something doesn't happen within their life, and they have to get to the root of their problem so it won't mm-hmm. continue. You know, that right. cycle will, mm-hmm. you know, that curse will be broken, and, and you know, and, and we can have some serious healing. Because as you know, in our ethnic group, a lot of us do not seek help, and we know we need help. You know, mm-hmm. we grew up in that society, what goes on in our house stays in our house. But mm-hmm. if, you know, my <laughs> what I realized what my mother was telling me, you know, if you're hurting, if you're broken, you you need to go get some help because this can't go on anymore. You know, we're we're sick. You know, we're our you know, and that was basically the the, the design of the church. And and church people need to, you know they don't realize how value you know it's so important the the role that they play in this. Absolutely. You know, <laughs> yeah. because you know if if. If my sister is hurting and I see that she's wearing shades, you know, and it's if there's no sun inside the church, why do you have to shade? You know, something's not right. You know, mm-hmm. um, something and look, and you're wearing long sleeve clothes and it's 90 degrees outside. Something's mm-hmm. not right. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, and then also um, to really, you know, watch a party's person's body language. Um, just because you may not see those visible signs doesn't mean it's not going on. You have to really, you ha- you really have to mm-hmm. study a person, you know, because yeah. it's just like emotional abuse. E- emotional abuse, you won't necessarily see, mm-hmm. you know, right. and 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 that's another thing we have to fight because I have a friend that was um, emotionally ab- abused, and when she was going to seek some help. They say they wouldn't help her because she doesn't have any physical scars. Well, something's not right. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. Something's not right, and something has to be done, and we have to really, you mm-hmm. know, make some some real severe, you know, um, changes in the days and the years ahead, you know, right. um, because this can't go on anymore. It really can't. You know, I have Absolutely. too many of our black boys, our black girls, children of color, this nation as a whole, we're we're just dying, mm-hmm. and 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 it has to stop. Absolutely. You know, I mean, I can't sleep well at night. I don't know about anybody else, but I know <laughs> I can't sleep at night. You know, knowing that my sister or my brother is is hurting, and you know they're on the verge of either killing themselves or killing somebody else. You know, they're, you know, that's why I say, you know, you pray for your mind so you don't lose it. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, absolutely. 
Mm-hmm. But that you know, I'm gonna get off my soapbox right now. But <laughs> but yeah, but I'm I'm just I'm so. This is what I'm passionate about, you know, and I'm I'm Absolutely. passionate about really making some serious changes. Mm-hmm. Yes. And, I, and I will not stop until I'm until God yep. says, okay, you know, you've done enough. But I, but I I'm not gonna stop until it's it's done. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Mm -hmm. Gloria. Selena, you're there. Everything. What is your take on that? (laughs) I agree with Gloria. Mm-hmm. Yes, I agree with what Gloria is saying. I I agree with her. You know, 100 percent. But when it comes down to the abuser, they have to admit that they have a problem. Right. But you can't help someone that don't want to be helped. Mm -hmm. You know, because the first thing they say, "Ain't nothing wrong with me." It's you know they want to point the finger at the victim. No, it's you Absolutely. that's the problem. And then, you know, once once you leave that abuser, then he's going to go on to the next girl and do the next girl that way mm-hmm. and stuff until Absolutely. he admits that he has a problem. Absolutely. And that's one of the reasons that I think that inside of it, you know, I, I have definitely administered battles, intervention programs and things. And mm-hmm. It does have a lot to do with not only the person who uh, – facilitating that type of class, because I believe that if we're only going through this, it, I mean, it's kind of like what we heard in the uh, Ray Rice case where they call it pretrial intervention, and basically he's ordered to go through this class. But if people are just going through it just to say I'm going through it so that I will not have this on my record, then that's mm-hmm. the wrong reason. That's the wrong reason. People have to go through it because the fact they understand I have a problem here. I really need help in dealing with my choices and dealing with my aggression and dealing with my thought process and dealing with the way I handle people. And so I think mm-hmm. that is incredibly important. And so when people go through that, and I, and I say this with caution because I've seen perpetrators do this. I see them say to their victim, well, baby, I'll go get help. Just don't leave me. I'll go get help, baby, if you stay with me. Well, guess what? Mm -hmm. That ought to not be a bargaining chip there. He ought to go get help because, in fact, he needs help, whether or not you stay with them or not. And I think every person has to make up in their mind, you know, whether or not you stay or not, and whether this person get help, because ultimately are they getting help for themselves or are they getting help in order just to keep you there? And that's a very big question out of that. Exactly. the fact the individual, uh, you know, must, must get help for themselves. for their own life and their quality of life. Thank And the lines are open line tonight, so if you have a question and or comment, uh, please feel free uh, to share it with us at this time. Uh, we're talking about what are some of the solutions, what are some of the things that we must do. Uh, I'll throw another question out at you, is that do you believe that once a batterer, always a batterer? Do you believe that they can change, and what is that process of change? That's an open question to you tonight. Uh, Erico, 323-784-9638. Area code 323-784-9638. You desire to chime in tonight, simply hit the number one on your keypad. That lets our producer know that you want to come on the air. And that is how you can reach us tonight right there. And we're going to bring on right now not only a great caller, but our president and founder of Soul of America Radio Network. Good evening. Hey, Jay, how you doing? 
I'm doing great. How are you? All right. I hope you can. I hope you can hear me. I'm on this Bluetooth again, so um, I can hear you. I think great, you're coming across fine. Okay. It is a great show you're doing tonight. And and as you were talking, I thought about something. When you have a particular illness, uh, you can either focus on on curing on, on the on curing the symptoms, or you can focus on preventing the disease. And uh, and curing the symptoms or, or making the symptoms okay is a good way to do it. But when you focus on uh, eradicating uh, the disease itself, uh, it eventually takes care of all of the aftermath. And I was just thinking, somebody said something a minute ago, and I believe you, you this is your question you asked about. Uh, well, I believe somehow if we can focus more on the batterer, because you're right, the, the news, uh, like this last thing with the rice situation, the batterer is the bad guy, and the victims are the um, person caught in a trap. So we tend to focus on the batterer as the bad guy and the victim as this person that's caught in something that we need to help. Well, we need to help the person being battered as well, but we also need to focus on the batterer, the person that's doing it. And I think if we can push more education toward them and more resources toward um, uh, getting them to think differently and uh, getting them to look at it differently, getting them to feel differently about it, I think we could come to a place where uh, uh, households can uh, be somewhat normal uh, that have gone through it. But I think if we focus solely on and and, and for the most part, I correct me if I'm wrong, I feel like we do focus more on the person being um like last week when it when everybody was talking about this rice thing, uh, comments were focused on her negatively and on her positively. But most of the people, it was a few percentage that supported him, but most of the people looked at him like, well, it just don't hit women, period. And really uh, part of that focus should have been on, on her as well. Well, you, you know, neither one should hit anybody. Well, what about him? You know, he really needs to get his mind together. He really needs to get his thought process to a place where he doesn't feel it's okay to put his hands on a woman at any time. Even though she was wrong for hitting him, it, it needs to be somewhere in a man's mind that I, I need to just get this thing worked on in my head. So, so, so that's basically what my what my comment is centered around, pushing the uh, focus towards the batterer as well as the person being battered. Well, absolutely, because I think we have ad- we we have a lot to deal with in our society, and one of the things is that we have to understand attitudinal beliefs. When we have been conditioned to think a certain way, it has never been checked. In other words, in other words, this has become normalized behavior all of our lives. We've always uh, felt that we we're better than women. We always felt that we had a right over women. You know, women are meant to be seen and not heard. You know, those type things. When those type of attitudinal beliefs are things that we've lived with, and you couple that with, with privilege. What do I mean by privilege? Well, I'm privileged because I'm able to do things that she's not necessarily given a right to do. I'm privileged if I make more money. I'm privileged if I have certain things. You couple that with that, and what happens? is that my attitude was going to be seen in my actions. And so when I feel like, 
I'm challenged by her, when I feel like that I'm being uh, minimized by her, when I feel like I'm being, when I'm being, uh, if you would, aggravated by her, then guess what? I'm going to take this type of approach that says, let me put you back in your place because I am the man. And those are the things that we have to look at. We have to challenge those type of beliefs. We have to challenge those type of action and mindset. And those things have to be done in a way in which we hold us all accountable. People don't believe it, but we do a lot of things in life, but we don't do or always do a great job in teaching about behavior and about what does a healthy relationship look like. And I tell people, children learn what they live, they live what they learn. If they never see you resolve conflict in a healthy way, they will not know how to resolve conflict in a healthy way. Thus comes the perfect lesson of the perfect teacher for bullying. Children learn bullying oftentimes from what they see at home, what is played out. I exert my power. I exert my voice. I aggravate you enough until I get you to do what I want you to do. I intimidate you. This didn't just happen in some, you know, it didn't just drop in from out of nowhere. These are real things that goes on. And so we have to be committed to it. It brings the next major project that we're about to launch here. And it deals with men. It deals with men. It deals with men standing. It deals with men. And the project is called Man Up, Stand Up Against Domestic Violence. Why is that important? Because we have to engage well-meaning and healthy men to be able to sound this alarm. And then we must get men to be willing to invest in the lives of their own children to the point where we are demonstrating what is not only healthy relationship, but we need to be able to demonstrate healthy conflict resolution skills. How do we learn to address the problem and, and not attack the person? You know, So we, we go attack, we, we have a tendency to attack the person, but not the problem. We need to understand uh, uh, the balance of power. We need to begin to teach the fact that the, 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 the progression from out of conflict is not necessarily violent. The next step from conflict isn't violent, but the next step from conflict ought to be resolution. How do I resolve conflict in a healthy way? This is something that is needed in every walk of life, because what do we see in the most innocent thing? People bump into each other, and because of attitudinal belief, because I feel like, excuse me, you disrespected me? Dog, you didn't see me? What's up with that? What you want to do? Are we getting that type of response simply because the fact one may have bumped into you inadvertently? Why isn't it more of, uh, I'm sorry about that, man, are you okay? Are you okay? Why isn't it more of that type rather than the fact that I feel like the next step from conflict is I've got to throw down, I've got to fight, I've got to become violent. Those are the things that we must begin to now demonstrate. We've got to teach these. Men have to become responsible in teaching the next generation, man, this isn't cool. And we've got we to throw away some of these stories. And one of, one of the worst things I think that older men do, and that includes uncles and big brothers do, and I don't think they understand the impact of it. And sometime in our storytelling, we start sharing with young boys about how we were this and that, how, man, I had every girl dropping at my feet. I did her like this and did her like that. And a little boy's ears, when he hears that, he hears this whole thing of, man, he was a man. And so he starts saying that, man, my uncle was cool. He was bad. He was a man. And he started doing what? Idolizing. 
He started idolizing. He started idolizing the fact that he was a person that was able to have a whole harem of females. He started idolizing. So he started reviewing. He started viewing having women, and the more women that you have, the more notches you have in your belt. So because of that, I believe that it sends the wrong message. So with Man Up Stand Up, we have to have comprehensive education going on continuously to address this situation. We didn't get in it overnight. We won't get out of it overnight. But if we don't start, we can't finish. And that's what's so important inside of that. And that's true. And, you know, I think we talked about this last week on another show as well when when you were uh, guest hosting. Um, the, the, The media... Um, it's 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 almost as if you know we didn't have Facebook, Instagram, uh, tweet, Twitter, and all this stuff in the seventies and eighties and nineties. We didn't have right. that, and now the end thing seems to be to capture something on video, and then you sit back behind your keyboard and then you analyze it frame by frame for about a week. Um, CNN, we didn't have news stations. You know, back in Selma, Dave, when we grew up, you had channels 12, 13, and 6, and they went off at 12 o'clock. And at 12 o'clock, Absolutely. you watched the, uh, the uh, National Anthem and the man in the, in the you know, touch the face of God, and that was it. Now, Absolutely. you can sit up and get this stuff digesting you, and CNN decides what's glamorous and what's not. Well, this week, well, a couple of what, about four weeks ago, Michael Brown was, was hot. Now, last week, a week before that, the Rice case was hot. And Absolutely. I noticed that a pattern when we can put somebody on a video and put him in front of people and say, see, this is what he did to her, especially somebody famous, Jay, then we tend Absolutely. to dissect it and regurgitate it, and then we get mad and we got to stop this. When it dies down, Jay, guess what? I'm telling you, since he has done that, since he hit on that elevator, do you know how many women? were beat up in their homes and bedrooms, blooded, put in hospitals, six million kids a year. See this. Do you know how many have had that but didn't have the national coverage because the battle was not famous or because it didn't make CNN? That's the sad part. And, and this is the second part of my, com- uh, my, 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 my comment, was that I, I, it's just hard to digest that we are using social media and we can use it for a, a greater purpose. But right now we're allowing it to dictate to us uh, what's, what's hot for that week. Domestic violence will come up, then it'll go away. It'll come up, Absolutely. and then it'll go away. But, Jay, Absolutely. it never stops in the home. It never stops at your neighbor's house down the street. It never stops around the corner. And so I just wish, and we've talked about this a million times, Jay, I just wish there was some way to get that heated moment back up there, come together to get some kind of solution for it. But we can't keep the attention long enough. Our, our, our attention span when it comes to news is dictated by CNN, basically, turn a broadcast and that sort of thing. That determines if we had another case to come up, it will be back in the news. And the talk is beginning to come down now about domestic violence. I, I know there are several other shows that still doing it, but it's beginning to drop again. And then when ISIS or some other thing picks back up, it'll drop. And it'll only be voices in the wilderness like yourself that's still out there crying out. You know, you, you hit it right on the head, uh, Tony, because it sounds like that we as a society, 
get out of here tonight. But we welcome your call, area code 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us if you'd like to have a comment or question. I want to also invite you to go, those of you on Facebook, go to our Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page. Uh, ND is doing a tremendous job there and posting not only what is what is unhealthy, showing signs of those things, you want to go there to Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship page and uh, some very helpful things that are there. I'll be right back after the break. You listen to Hope and Healing, a journey to wholeness. In my opinion, 
start to realize that domestic violence, well, I think I can get in on this other call. Now, hold on a second. I can get myself in where I won't be worried about dropping and uh, everything will be groovy. Okay. And I'm back. All right, All right. here I am. All right, now, and, and oh, you you back, Jay? I'm back as well. Okay, and let, let me finish. We have another caller out there, too. Okay, you Unless go ahead you and take the I'm going uh, to, I got an echo. Let me deal with that. <laughs> okay, then. All right. So glad that you're there. And those of you that are listening here, I want to make sure that as we're coming in on this, that we have some callers here that uh, that want to get in on these last few minutes of the broadcast. We invite your opinion here. Listen, I believe this. I, some of the most untapped places in America comes from people that may not necessarily have their have a secret agenda, but simply want to be agents of change. Who understands that being an agent of change requires us being willing to do the work that is so important in order to eradicate social ills that are going on. So even as we're here in our last few minutes here, I want to take your calls. I want to invite you uh, in your opinion here today. So it is very, very important that we would do that. If you're listening today and you'd like to come on the air in these last few minutes, Erico 323-784-9638, Erico 323-784-9638. That is how you reach us. That is how you become a part of this today. And it's so important that you are a part of this conversation tonight. So uh, uh, I definitely welcome your calls and your comments, even at this hour here in this last few minutes. You know, one of the things that I think is so imperative is that the fact that we have to make people uh, uh, aware of the fact that their opinions and their lives are valuable. Uh, The victim, oftentimes, when I hear people trying to articulate what the victim is going through and feeling, I'm almost offended because of the fact as we heard earlier from a couple of survivors there, both uh, earlier Selena and we had Gloria on earlier, and, the, and, uh, and Selena began to detail some of what she went through and the things that she went through inside of that. Could you imagine someone who is judging and saying that you must be crazy for staying inside of it when they don't understand your level of fear in many cases, they don't understand your level of dependency in many cases. They don't understand those things. I think that if we're going to help victims, I think we have to think comprehensively. We have to think about the things that victims need to regain their lives. We have to think about the things that they need. We have to think about the barriers that are there and that the barriers that are not always easily to overcome. Until there's some type of economic uh, stimulation package for victims, I think that we are being unrealistic when we think that it's just a matter of just leaving. All the time it requires planning. And it's better to plan and have a and, and have something in place that's going to help you to exit this safely than oftentimes act in haste and find yourself on the other end because we know that more victims are killed trying to leave an abusive relationship than those that remain inside of it. Those are true facts. Those are the situation as they are. It is what we know to be. It is factual all the time. And um, I just want to make sure that before we pass judgment or cast judgment, that we recognize the reality of those that are dealing with this situation. Secondarily, let me say this. We may not, may not all be counselors. We may not all be, all be advocates or trainers or whatever, but we all can do something about domestic violence. 
we have to understand that there are many uh, grassroots organizations such as mine. We're not necessarily the ones that are getting all the funding or getting much funding at all. So our efforts are very much grassroots. We depend on individuals such as yourselves that are listening to us today and that will go back uh, to help us do the work that we do. We understand the plight of the victim. We understand the plight for education and, and, uh, and empowerment. We need your help. All over our Facebook page, both on Domestic Violence It Is Your Business page, as well as Destiny by Choice 2 Fellowship, and thirdly, on our J.R. Thickland page, you will find there, help me, will you help me save lives from the devastation of domestic violence? That is directly linked to our GoFundMe page. If you would go on that page right now, click on, make a donation of any size. We're not discriminating against it. But we do have a challenge out that if you would give at least $10 and challenge five of your friends to do so within 24 hours, we would be so greatly appreciative. We have a goal in mind. We have some things that we must do in order to help save lives from domestic violence. And we can't do it without you. We can't do it without each other. And so I want to encourage you to do that for us, to go to those pages there. If you're not very tech-savvy or whatever, you just simply want to make a donation in and of itself, you can make that donation to Destiny by Choice, Destiny by Choice. And you can send it to P.O. Box 18573. West Palm Beach, Florida, 33416. That is Destiny by Choice, P.O. Box 18573, West Palm Beach, Florida, 33416. And if you would do that, we so greatly appreciate that inside of making a difference in the eradicate against the issue of domestic violence. As we're in the very closing minutes of the show tonight, I just want to just close out by simply saying to you, that you have the power to make a change. You have the power to be there for someone. Never underestimate your listening ear. Never underestimate your, that your silence really perpetuates violence. Understand that when there is a victim of domestic violence, they are their own expert. Be there to support. Be there to encourage. Be there for guidance. But know that your being there is priceless to a victim. For those of you that may be more associated with perpetrators, is there hope for perpetrators? Is once a matter always a matter? Well, I believe this. I believe that if anyone that wants to change, who wants to be rehabilitated, who wants to be, if you would, restored, then we have to believe in this thing called change. If they're willing to commit themselves to do the work, to go through not only the counseling, but to go through the transforming of their mind inside of their attitudinal beliefs, then I believe that we can see a difference in what we have seen inside of this issue of domestic violence. I want to encourage you today. So many of you that are listening out there, you know what it is. Those of you listening by way of the Internet, I just want to say to you that you could write us at that same address, Destiny by Choice, P.O. Box 18573. Or you can still email us at jficklin at soulofamericaradio.com. That's jficklin, T-H-I-C-K-L-I-N, at soulofamericaradio.com. We look forward to not only working with you, but we look forward to finding solutions. Listen, hope and healing, a journey to wholeness. It is a journey. 
And that journey begins with, number one, acknowledgement. Number two, taking responsibility for one's self. Number three, the courage to step out forth. Number four, to recognize that you're not alone. Number five, to draw from the strength that is within you and from those around you that cares. Number six, you must understand that it is not a sprint. It is not a uh, sprint, but it's a marathon. And number seven, understand that the grace of God is your strength through it all. It is absolutely imperative that you and I stand and begin to make a difference when it comes to the issue of domestic violence. Until next time, this is your host, J.R. Thicklet, and I'm so glad that you've joined us. Don't forget, if you're in trouble, the number, National Hotline, 1-800-799-7233, 1-800-799-SAFE. And until next time, this is J.R. Thicklet, and I'm wishing you a safe and prosperous week. God bless. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.